you know, every time God breathes, something happens. He only needs to breathe and you come to life. The old, the ancient, the ancient of days breathing on us, it leaves us humbled. To think that he would stoop to breathe life into us. But he's such a gracious God. I want to, to read a scripture first of all. If you've got your Bibles, but I'm reading it just to save you time. If you don't want to look it up, it doesn't matter. Um, Genesis 11, verse 28. And Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his nativity in Ur of the Chaldees. And Abraham and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarah. The name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and the father of Icah, or Eschah. But Sarah was barren, and she had no child. And Terah took Abraham his son, and Lot the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarah his daughter-in-law, his son Abraham's wife. And they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go unto the land of Canaan, and they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. It may seem heavy, it may seem empty, but they did... 60 years ago, 70 years ago, well, 60 years ago, those words were dead to me. But when, when God opens your eyes, I was contemplating on the word, I was reading the word, I was meditating on the word, and suddenly, in recollection and reflection on what I'd been reading for years, God showed me one thing, wheels within wheels. And I thought, Lord, what? And you know, I wasn't even reading about Elijah. I wasn't even on the subject of Elijah. But God was showing me from this chapter, from this verse, from this family's experience, that God was taking them out of the land of Ur, out of the land of the Chaldees, to show me that God had chosen a people, as we refer to him, we'll refer to it later, about how the New Testament brings it out when it says, you who were not a people. They weren't a people. We, you know, we, we have to realize where we came from, what we were. When we were nothing, he made us something. He made us kings and priests unto God. Every single one of us. We who were lost are found. We who were dead are alive. 
Come on. We need to realize God has spoken. They that want to follow the, the voice of the Lord will always prosper. They will always prosper. One verse I'll read from the New Testament, which I was actually going to be mentioning it at the latter end of the sermon, but I feel it's such a contradiction because it's more like in the beginning. It should be mentioned at the start. And it was this, in Hebrews 7, 24, but this man, but this man, I'm going to say that again. But this man. Wow. Because he continueth hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wow. Because the other priests, the other priests could only be a priest until they died. But this man, hallelujah, is an everlasting priest. He has an everlasting priesthood. It means, what it means is, what it means is this, that it is not transferable. If I were a priest and died, someone would take my place. When someone else would be a priest and they would die, someone would take their place. But this man, wow, I tell you, God has shown us wheels within wheels. We need to get them wheels rolling. <laughs> I tell you, move, church, move. Whoa. But I want to point out what, what, what I was getting at at the beginning was when the Abraham and his family, to put it, cut it short, when Abraham and his family moved out of the land of Ur, they were Chaldees. But then how were they called Jews? How were they called Israelites? Well, we find it out as we follow the story through. They were called Chaldees. But not until it went into the book of Second Kings were they called, were they called Jews. <laughs> wow, so God didn't deliver them from the land of Ur because they were Jews. Come on. He called us as though we were, and yet we were not. Speaking forth the things that were not as though they were. God was moving. He was choosing. He was planning. He was, he was planning a blueprint of the church that we are in today. Because the children of Israel were not the children that we think about that was called out of the land of Ur because they were still Chaldean. But when they moved forward, when they moved out and went further, it says then, it says here, they were called Hebrews. <laughs> it gets confusing, doesn't it? Wheels within wheels. The same people changed names. But God was the same. All may change. All may change. But Jesus never. 
I am the Lord, I change not. You may change the name of your church. You may name the name of your, change the name of your denomination. But don't change God. God won't change his mind just because you don't fancy what he tells you to put across the door. It's not what's over the door, as I heard the song say, it's what's in your heart. And then further along it goes on, the Lord spoke and he says unto him, unto him I am the Lord that brought thee out of the land of, of, of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. You who were not a people, you who never had a land to live in, I'm giving it to you. You who had nothing, you who were poor, you who were naked, you who were ill, I've given you health. You who were dead, I've raised you to life. Everything we had, or should I say, everything we didn't have, he supplied. All my needs he'll supply. God is good. Wow, there's no wonder we're excited. We're on, we're on, who is on the Lord's side? Who is on the Lord's side? Who will face the foe? Wow. I tell you, I feel so excited and honored to be standing here to convey to younger people, another generation, not speaking to you, but sharing with you the inheritance that God has given to his people. It always talks about my people. God always talks about his my people before they became Israel. And then, of course, there's always a smart aleck in the camp, isn't there? <laughs> there was a group that broke away and they wanted to, bring a, to build a, 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 um, a building which was to reach to the sky. It was to reach to the heavens. And you know, what, what the Lord showed me was they were building it for them. You know why? Here's what they said. Here's what they said. Let us make ourselves a name. Let us make ourselves a name. Lest we be scattered throughout the earth. It was only me, no you. Only you, only me, no you. But God soon put that to a stop. God caused confusion in the camp that they couldn't understand what each other was saying. But when we're in the camp of the Lord, be assured, if we're, in, if we're in the same spirit, we will understand exactly what God is saying to us. And we cannot say otherwise. Because when we feel it in our spirit, we just know that God is on the throne. God is always on the throne. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on. Wow. God, you've given me an opportunity to drink here. Wow. 
There's a lot to eat. There's a lot to drink. There's a feast. There's a feast. There's a banquet. There's a banquet. We can come back again and again and again, and still there's more. I left the table hungry, thinking there wouldn't be enough for somebody else. But when I came back for more, they were still there eating. Wow, brilliant. <laughs> uh, uh, <woo>. <laughs> oh, wow. But then, this happened. You shall no longer be called Abram, but Abraham. When God changes things, things are changed. When God changes your name, you're going to be different from what you were before you were changed. And when you look in the spirit, when you look in the sp- when you look in the spirit, you'll find that he always has you looking forward. He always has you looking upward, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He lays; he is the foundation of the church. He is the door of the church. He is the head of the church. Make no mistake about it. Thou hast given him to be the head over all things to the church. All things to the church. He doesn't leave that responsibility to anyone else. Because he says, I will build my church. I'm going to build it. And I'm not even going to trust you with it. Good job. You know why? Throughout the Old Testament, throughout the family of the, on the journeys of the children of Israel, we found that kings failed. Prophets failed. Scribes failed. Leaders failed. But God asked the question of the children of Israel, and he asked them this question, have I ever failed you once? In 40 years in the wilderness, have I ever failed you once? Wow. I tell you something. I love to be on the side of someone I can depend on. But can he depend on you? Are we faithful? Are we true? Are we just excited when certain things are said? Or are we excited all the time because Jesus is on the throne? My heart has always been, as a young child, I used to imagine myself as being an evangelist, going up and down the street with a placard that I made myself. I don't remember what I wrote, what I wrote on it, but I can assure you it was about Jesus. It wasn't about me, <laughs> you know. And <clears throat> when, you, when you realize that Jesus is the, in the forefront of your mind, 
Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus, I love him more and more. Jesus saves and keeps me, and he's the one I'm waiting for. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Is that your experience? That's my experience. Sweeter as the days go by. I could go on and sing all night. <clears throat> but I name God says to Abraham, shall no longer be Abraham, but Abraham, because thou shalt be a father of a multitude. Now come on, in your mind, in my mind, what is a multitude? Abraham was soon to get a mathematical lesson once in his life he'll never forget. Come on, Abraham. I want to show you something. I want you to look at the stars in the sky and count them. Come on, Abraham. I'm going to take you down by the seashore. And we're not building sandcastles. I want you to count the grains of sand that's on the seashore. Come on, Abraham, I have another lesson for you. I want you to come to the garden and I want you to look at every grain of soil that's there and count every grain of soil. You shall be a father of many nations. I tell you, I wonder if he was sorry he left the land of her because he was hearing things that he maybe dreamed about. He, he was he, experiencing a conversation with a living God that he had never heard from the dummies in the background in, in the land that he came from. And I'm talking about the dumb gods. No, I'm not talking about personality. I'm talking about the gods that they served in the land of the Chaldees. For their gods were dead. Their gods were wood. Their gods were stone. Their gods were dead. And they could do nothing. But our God can do anything. Then he comes along to the offspring of Abraham and he says to him, What's your name? Oh, wow. My name is Jacob. Well, if I'd called, if I'd, if you really knew what the name Jacob meant, you wouldn't have wanted to be associated with it. Because the name of Jacob means a twister. <laughs> and here's God talking to a twister. What's your name? As if it was something to be proud about. I'm Jacob. Look at the things I've achieved in my life. Well, God says, your name is no longer going to be called Jacob. I'm going to change that twisted nature in you. I'm going to change your character. I'm going to change your personality. I'm going to change your fortune. I'm going to change your inheritance. Your name shall be, from henceforth, shall be called Israel. Wow! I tell you, what a change! What a change! And so God changed another of the family of the offspring of Abraham. 
He's changing. He's changing me. He's changing me. Glory to God, he's changing me. From glory to glory, he's changing me. Changing me. Changing me. And he says that Jacob was left alone. And they wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with, his, with, with, with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaketh. And Jacob said, I will not let you go. I will not let you go. I will not let you go until you bless me. We need intercessors like that. We don't want shilly-shally prayers. We don't want prayers that are just, Lord, bless me and bless Big Ben and all the rest of it. We had the woman praying for Big Ben one time because it was stopped. It's true. It's true. Some of the workers had left their paint pot lying about and he got caught up in the mechanism and the clock stopped and somebody prayed for Big Ben to get going again. Come on. I couldn't care less. Big Ben never struck another blow. <laughs> I want Big Ben. Ben meaning in the Hebrew, my father. I want to speak to Big Ben. <laughs> about events in our lives that need changing. If change isn't necessary, it isn't necessary to change. But I tell you something, and I'm sure we'll all agree, we need things changed in our lives. Come on. Come on. Because unless we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, we can, we can stop building. We can stop coming to the meeting. Because we need to know who we are. And when we know who called us to be who we are, we're in good company. Amen. Amen. Wow. Oh, God. Breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me with life in you. Come on. Come on. I will not let you go. Oh, wow. I won't let you go until you bless me. Whew. Wow. He wasn't asking for a name. He was asking for a blessing. He was asking for a blessing. Oh, God. So who are these people? The people who came out of obscurity. Wow. Are now in the world's glare. Are people who are stuck in a wee corner of the globe. Everybody in the world is watching them. They have enemies in every street. They have enemies that hate them. They have enemies that want to destroy them and annihilate them. 
Well, many have tried and failed. Leaders have failed. If God be for us, we cannot fail. We cannot fail. God, in his infinite wisdom, was choosing a people for himself. He was going to let the world see. He wasn't choosing you because of your nationality. And I'm not against any nationality. And I think this was the message that God was portraying to us because in the, in the New Testament it says that it's neither Greek nor Hebrew. There is neither alien, there's neither bond, there's neither free. But we are all one in Christ Jesus. And you know, it doesn't bother me one bit what country you belong, as long as you belong to Jesus. And whether you belong to Jesus or no, I still love you. Now that's the kind of love God wants, to love them as he loved them. To see in them what he sees in them. I was walking along this, the, the, walking the dog just recently and there was an old lady. She was, I, I don't know how old she was, but she wasn't very old, but had a condition that all she could do was walk like that. So I took her hand, I took her by the hand and led her to where she was to go. We need compassion. Our hearts are full because our lives are empty. Hungering for God to fill us with his spirit. To enable us to be humble enough to reach to the lowly. Wow, is there anything too humble for you to do? Is there anyone too poor for you to reach? Jesus touched the leper. He healed 10 lepers, 10 lepers, and only one came back to say, thank you, Lord. When was the last time you said, thank you, Lord? You know, whenever you are changed, when God breathes into your life and mine, how, what was the last time we ever remember being humble? I've seen people throughout the years scrambling, almost break your neck if they wanted to get to the front. I'm quite happy to step back and let them get there. Because when Jesus comes, he'll call us from the back. And he'll send them from the front to go and sit in the back. I don't sit in the back just to be promoted. I don't want to be promoted. Other than when Jesus comes, I want to be with him. I remember hearing a, a lady who was blind. 
And she sang a song that was so beautiful. And the words of the hymn that go something like this. It was that when she gets to heaven, the first thing she wants to see is Jesus. Wow. That's powerful. That is powerful. That is awesome. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There to sing forever of redeeming grace. Never forget the moment Jesus met you and made you what you are today. Always being humble because a person who is humble is a powerful person in the hands of the Lord. It's when we become arrogant and proud and haughty. Proverbs tells us God hateth an arrogant person, a haughty spirit. He hates it. Well, I'm in good company. A people that are larger than life, God has made them. Them who were in obscurity are made larger than life. A, a shadow, they are a type and a shadow of much larger than life people. A people God separated from all other people. A people whom, when he called for them, he called them out to care for them, to love them to set them apart, to make them a holy nation. A nation that would be different from any other nation, not influenced by other nations. For this nation received the wisdom that it had from God. This nation of Israel has received everything that it required to survive from heaven. Well, I saw a film or a clipping on YouTube and I wish you could really find it and see it for yourself where the children of Israel and the armed forces lately were surrounded with enemy tanks. The enemy, it was almost like a Red, a red Sea uh, scenario with the, the Egyptians behind them. Here was the enemy behind them, and before them was nothing but a minefield as far as the eye could see. And they were catching up. And they, with their own feeble efforts, were scraping every inch of the way, all the way through the, the, the minefield, to uncover one by one a mine and make it safe. <laughs> With God in his infinite wisdom blew across the field. And everything, you wouldn't believe it, 
every single mine, every single mine in the field was exposed. Woo! They were turning to say to their enemy, bye! <laughs> That's how good God is. You know, we say, oh God, oh God. And we become speechless. Oh God. We hit high notes we never thought we could reach. <laughs> Lord, I'm scared. Lord, I'm dying. Lord, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. And they all escaped. Wow, it's fantastic. It's brilliant. Wow. A strange mixture of people with faults like you and me, and God never gave up on them. But God in his mercy and great love redeemed them to be a truly remarkable people unto himself. This people was to be selected as a blueprint of perfection. A blueprint of perfection. God's people being perfect. And we shall be perfect. Amen? It's wonderful to know that God is still in the throne. Sorry, I'll soon be finished. I hope I haven't. Are we all right? Well, God made it, so there must be plenty of it. (laughs) 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 Woohoo! We just got to making the clock. (laughs) But he made time. And he made eternity. And we're going to move from time to eternity. Wow. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, shall never die. He that believeth in me, though he be dead, yet shall he live. Wow, wow, wow. I like this next statement. I thought, oh, Lord, you're so good to us. There are no outcasts in heaven. There are no outcasts in Christ. Wow. For we who were not a people are now a people. We can hold our head up high. We who were condemned because of our sin and our guilt, he hath blotted them out. God has blotted them out. God has blotted them out. My sins like a cloud hung over me. He blotted them out and he set me free. God has blotted them out. God has blotted them out. Wow. These are the songs of the redeemed. Come on. Wow. What's your name? Come on, what's your name? What's your name? 
the police officer from heaven's asking you, what's your name? Who are you? Where have you been? What are you doing? Where are you going? What side you've got? Woohoo! I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Oh! Sorry, officer. Woohoo! And now are we the sons of God. Wow, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we shall see him, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Amen. We are a changed people. Before we had nothing to look forward to. But now we have a great looking forward to. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. It doesn't matter your ethnicity, your age, young or old, young generation, young generation, or whatever. Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. Where I'm going, you're going too. <laughs> May not be the road you think it is, but you're going anyway. Because <laughs> Jesus is taking my hand and leading me to higher ground. Wow. I'm living on the mountain underneath a cloudless sky. I'm living on the mountain. Wow, I'm drinking at the fountain where rivers never dry. Feasting, feasting, feasting. Oh, drinking at the fountain. When did you last drink at the fountain? When did you last feast at the table of the Lord? As Alan was praying, <coughs> I was reminded of the time when the Lord was showing me through Psalm 23. And, you know, we sing it at funerals. Oh, the Lord, my shepherd, I shall not want. What are you sad about? <laughs> Thou preparest a table in the presence of mine enemies. Come on. Wow. It's a, it's a psalm of providence. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall never want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Woo! Somebody told me they didn't want to go into the valley. I said, that's a shame. They said, why? I said, because at the foot of every mountain is a valley. And if you want to get to the mountain top, you have to go through the valley. I know what I'm talking about. I've been there many a time. Down in the valley with my Savior I will go. Wow, old song's coming back. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Jesus said, never ears are open. Didn't matter what 
Abraham said. Didn't matter what Jacob said. Didn't matter what Jacob felt like when he got his leg dislocated. It's all right, we're not just going to eat the, the sinew of that leg again anyway because it reminds us of what happened. But when we mention what Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Meaning, the gates or the councils of hell shall never have a plan to defeat it. Wow! If you want good employment, don't ask the enemy to be your boss. <laughs> You'll be sacked the first minute. I am not come to call the righteous humility, but sinners to repentance. Repentance is not a bad word, you know. Repentance makes people think you have to howl your head off and bawl your eyes out. And, you know, you're sad for your sorrows and all. It's, no, no, no. Repentance means you've agreed with the Lord to change your ways. And Lord, I'm following you. Something to shout about. Something to rejoice about. It is. I'm not going to hell. I'm going to heaven. But there's a lot to be done before we get to heaven. God is establishing his kingdom now. God is establishing his kingdom now. For God has promised in his word in Isaiah, he says this, for unto us, aha, you know what's coming, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. What's your name? What's his name? What's his name? Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Wow. And yet Jesus was humble enough to say, when you pray, pray our Father which art in heaven, giving glory to his Father. Jesus also prayed with tears and with great anguish, sweat drops of blood running down his face, running down his whole body in pain and in agony before the crucifixion. He knew what was coming. Father, he said, if you want to change your mind, then do it. But he says, don't do it for me. Don't do it because of me. Your will be done. Your will be done, and I'll see to it. I'll do it, Lord. I'll do it, Father. I'll do it. And it also says, regarding Jesus, when it says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Wow. 
He's a wonderful savior, you know. He was humble. He was human as well as divine. I want you to meet him. I want you to greet him, this wonderful friend of mine. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth even and forevermore and the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Wow. Will. I love the I wills of God. I will. I will. I will. I will. I will. will you, do you love me, Lord? I do. <laughs> Things that needed to be changed had to be changed. <laughs> Maybe he was right when he said, I will. <laughs> but oh, God is good. Therefore, holy brethren, here we are in the New Testament when. In the Hebrews, it is written, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Consider him. Consider him. Consider him. Of whom the scriptures write, Comparing him with all others who have gone before, who have filled the office of priests, of porters, of kings, of prophets, you name it. But this man, they failed by reason of death or whatever. They failed or ceased to to continue by reason of death. But this man, hallelujah, this is marvelous. This is really, truly marvelous. He is King of kings and Lord of lords, Son of the highest, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He changed our name. He changed our destiny. He changed our lives. It's wonderful. It's truly, truly wonderful. And it doesn't end there. We think we've come to the cross and there it ends. But Jesus says, Jesus said, <clears throat> I go to prepare a place for you. Still thinking about us in spite of what he went through. And he says, I go to prepare a place for you. That where I am, there you will be also. Taking us out of obscurity 
to be with him. Wow. To be with him. Where I am. Where I am. There you will be also. Yes. Yes. Jesus is wonderful. He is unchangeable. He is infallible. Just want to close there. But remembering who we used to be, forgetting not the things which are behind, but looking forward unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author <coughs> and finisher of our faith. And he says, I go, and when I go, he says, I will send, the Father will send you a comforter. He's ready now to tell us there's to be yet to be a fulfillment of prophecy. For when he sends you the comforter, the comforter will lead you and guide you into all truth. I have not left you comfortless. I've sent a comforter. I've sent someone who is knowledgeable about heavenly decisions about heavenly government. He, the Holy Spirit, will lead you into all truth. We seem to think it's only about doctrine. He'll tell you where you're wrong. No, that's not what Jesus is saying at all. That's not what he's saying. He says he will lead you into further truths. More of the same. And in case you think you've been forgotten, I love this scripture. I love it really well. Where Peter stands up in the midst and he says, this promise is unto you and your children and your children's children, men and women alike. Oh my. I don't know whether you like that or not, but that's what's going to happen anyway. Men and women alike, your, this promise is unto you and your children and to the, the no, oh, I'm, I'm getting tied up here in notes. And your children's children, and to their children, and to their children, and to them that are afar off, your sons and your daughters, open your ears, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Come on. No, come to the meeting with your mouth shut. God's going to open it. 
That's when we know God's moving. <laughs> I was going to be nasty, but I, I dare not be nasty. I'll no live to see the day. Your handmaiden, your bondwomen, your bondmen, your bond slaves, your children, your infants. I'm telling you, this is scriptural. If you want it, you come to me, boy, and I'll take you through the scriptures and I'll show you what it says. And your children's children. And in the Hebrew and the Greek it mentions the name for a child, not for an adult. And when you think that God couldn't speak through a child to tell you where you're going wrong or where you're going next, you're wrong. For they will prophesy. And they shall tell you things to come. People look at me with queer looks when I say that. But I tell you, that's what the word of God says. And I care not what men say, but I believe God, as Paul says. I believe God. God is true. Let God be true and every man a liar. For God is always true. I love it when those hands are separated. I never like it when you see these hands coming together. <laughs> but then Paul didn't bother either because he preached at midnight. <laughs> so you've got another two and a half hours to go. <laughs> I wonder who's leaving me now. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> well, I must say, thank you for listening carefully. I've had to edit and edit to cut, trim, cut, trim. I had about nine pages I had in one subject, and I had more pages in another subject, and I had to. Huh, huh. I'm going to be left with nothing to speak if I keep cutting it down. But God in his wisdom has curtailed it to suffice, to suffice us to hear what he wanted us to hear. And the statement says, when you're finished telling us what God told you to say, sit down. <laughs> Thank you. God bless. It's an amazing word. It's amazing. Whoa. Whoa. Um, all of tonight, before Andrew spoke, I had uh, this chapter in Isaiah and um, really, really strongly given to me in the spirit. And I'm going to read it now because I think it echoes a lot of what Andrew spoke about. Uh, so it's Isaiah 52. Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments. O Jerusalem, the holy city, for there shall no more come into you the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake yourself from the dust and arise. Be seated, O Jerusalem. Loose the bonds from your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For thus says the Lord, you were sold for nothing and you shall be redeemed without money. 
For thus says the Lord God, my people went down at the first into Egypt to sojourn there, and the Assyrian oppressed them for nothing. Now therefore, what have I here, declares the Lord? Seeing that my people are taken away for nothing, their rulers wail, declares the Lord, and continually all the day my name is despised. Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore in that day they shall know that it is I who speak. Here I am. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who bring good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy. For eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart, go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Go out from the midst of her. Purify yourselves, you who bear the vessels of the Lord. For you shall not go out in haste, and you shall not go out in flight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel shall be your rear guard.
Such a groaning, such a churning. 